I'm Nana. Yo, I'm Stevie. And this is the Ghibli Files. Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ghibli Files. Um, me and Stevie are going to be talking about Porco Rosso today. Uh, but before we do that, I just want to quickly put, send out some recommendations of anime that people should be watching. Um, the one that everyone should be watching, like literally stop what you're doing. Watch right now is B Stars on Netflix. <laughs> like it is, dude. I watched the first episode of that. Actually, come to think of it, did um, you? I did. I did see it, and I can. I put it on. I couldn't get through the first episode. I was like, uh, it, I think again. I think I was tired, and yeah. I just like I was about to go to bed, and I was like, oh yeah, I I've seen this promoted. Yeah, B Stars, and I think you, I saw you were like plugging it on Facebook, and mm. I was like. Oh yeah, uh, I'll check this out, and it was just a load of like nah, you, exposition you, and people like need to band, get, like lots of sort of get, like you know back and forth and you need to and, get, you need to give it the free episode treatment because I was a little bit like that yeah. at first, but the yeah, end of yeah. episode one is what hooked me because I was just like, what the fuck? I need to right, see right. what happens in episode two, and then episode two happened. I, think, I was like, I think I struggled with just the. I was like. I, my initial thing was, what the fuck is like? There's a shitload of predators and prey, and mm. they're like, nah. but they're in a like a school setting. I, mean, I, I think I think I need to just give it another go. Give it give another, it another go, go when you're more awake. Give it that free episode treatment. If after three <laughs> episodes you're not really feeling it, then I I will not begrudge you if you dropped off it. But I think it's amazing, just really good storytelling. Yeah. Um, Calling it a dark Zootopia doesn't even do it justice because it's just, it's, it has so many levels to it. And, yep. you know, Zootopia was good, but that was a kid's, kid's cartoon. This is Zootopia, but for adults. And like the action scenes are pretty good. The like nice, back and nice. forth between the two characters are really good as well. Um, I'd highly recommend that. Um, another yep. one that I would suggest people check out Infinite Dendogram. Uh, oh yeah, we talked about that last week, didn't we? Foundation. Yeah, nice. I'm, I'm, I'm episode eight. I haven't watched episode nine yet. Um, I'm looking forward yep. to watching that and watching that week to week. Um, I literally finished watching Kagesta of the Insect Cage. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I remember talk, I remember discussing that originally, and I I saw like a trainer for it. I was like, this looks pretty good, it's pretty polished. I, I but would, I wasn't I, entirely you, sure what the story would be like. I would give it a free piece. Um, yep. it's you know it's a typical like actually anime um, I just don't think there's two like I think it's a one and done in terms of seasons I don't think there's going to be season two but like it doesn't really make you fall in love with the characters too much like they're just all pretty standard characters like you don't really care too tough for them um, yep. but the action is pretty good the like insects are creatures are pretty good, cool looking and there's some in, again some intense fight scenes so if you're like a end of the world and action guy you you would enjoy mm. that um nice nice and then as always man i can't make a kill man i would i'm gonna oh, I, you know earlier before we started i was like i haven't really watched any like anime mm. i did fucking watch that yeah i can't really have i forgot like uh yeah so i watched um i don't know like three episodes of that and okay. Yeah, it's good fun, man. It was good fun. Like a lot of fan service yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of titties and ass yeah. being shown. Yeah, but, but not, at not the same too, time, too lewd, it though. was actually. What's that? 
not too crazy. Like they're, they're, it's not like it's like it's bare nipples and stuff. Like no, it's, it's, no, it's no. Like, but just a, a lot of boob, yeah, and cleavage, and um, like completely impractical, like um, clothing. Yeah. But that said, I thought that the first, I think it's is it the first episode yeah. ends with where where That's he goes and kills someone. Yeah. When he yeah, and I thought like, the true... I thought that was great. Mm. That really kind of like laid out like this is what it's going to be like. Oh. And I've I've been enjoying the kind of interactions where he's getting to know the different members of the team. Literally every three four episode is like the very first episode where there's a bit of a <laughs> a bit of um I wouldn't say what the the fuck moments, but it is pretty like wow. I can't believe they did that. So yeah. you're gonna... a holy shit moment. Yeah, there yeah? is there is a holy shit moment. Like it literally. Every three to four episodes, there is a holy shit. I can't believe they did that, and it goes <laughs> it goes right away all the way through to the last episode. So oh, nice. that's not really nice. spoiling for you, but like you're gonna get a lot yeah. of those. Like I can't believe they did that. Like why? <laughs> um, yeah, awesome. So awesome. I, I look forward to hearing you talk about that. I'm still waiting for you to watch um, Castlevania so I can get your I thoughts on that. Yeah, I still haven't watched it. Yeah, I just I, I think it's because I know that it's um I'm gonna have to blast through it. Um, I think I when I did the last one, um, I think I did like two thirds of the series in one night. Yeah, because uh, just couldn't stop watching it, and I'm I'm thinking that's probably what's going to happen. But I kind of ended up watching a load of Picard this week and um just a lot of trash TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just like stick on the news, coronavirus, all that shit, you know, oh, yeah. like, so yeah, I, but do you know what I was going to say? Um, I wanted to make sh- uh, a point before we actually got off, mm-hmm. uh, into Porco Rosso. Mm-hmm. I want to do like a retrospective change of one of my, uh, ratings. Okay. <laughs> so I cannot stop thinking about only yesterday. Really? And yeah, man. Honestly, this the the more I think about it, the more I go over it. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this, and and I'm, I'm understanding why this has got such why it got such rave reviews. Why mm-hmm. the critical uh, like critic reviews were 100, percent mm-hmm. and why audience reviews were were like in the 90s. I, it's just so layered. There's so much to it. Like there's it. It's a beautiful. Thing and uh, like a, a beautiful animation, and it's slow, but there's just so much behind it, and I think that that's what it does. It's, it's like it's slow, but it's it's stuck stuck with me. So that has definitely gone from like three Totoros to four Totoros. This is this is like definitely a, a better one for me, um, simply because it's just it's just hang around, hung around, and sort of. Uh, started eating away at me that's good i like it mm-hmm. all right cool i'm definitely gonna have to go back and give that a rewatch because you, you... i thought you were gonna say i'm definitely not gonna change my rating <laughs> no no I, I, yeah right now i've written still like uh, two totally yeah but um i'm definitely gonna go back and give it another watch because like i said you've like raved about it so much that i definitely need to um it's just see it's what, what and wrong. i found this with porco rosso as well like if I went and saw this in the in the, in the cinema, yeah. I'd come out of it and just like rate it, whatever. How how fun was it? Was my experience, mm-hmm. and, and that'll be it. But because I'm doing this and and we're talking about it, I researched the shit out of these movies, mm. and 
oh my god, Studio Ghibli just go to town on on what goes into their movies and yeah, and how you know like how much research they put into uh, these movies is just phenomenal. Oh, it's it really, it's you're, just you're, absolutely mind blowing. You're, you're doing a lot more legwork than I am. I'm just like watching the movies and coming. I'm just like, yeah, it's <laughs> like you know, giving my opinions, and that's about it. Um, I, yeah, I was I was planning on doing that. But I can't help myself, you know, like um, it, one thing leads to another, you know, like you find yourself down a rabbit hole. I was looking at what Yugoslavia um, is now, you know, like because of Porco Rosso. Mm. And, um, you know, it got me looking at maps and world history and, you know, like Yugoslavia is now eight different countries, mm. you know, on to just like on the other side of the sea to the east of um, Italy. Yeah. So, um, and, and I say Yugoslavia because um, it's based, Porco Rosso is, I mean, we're getting into detail now, but I might as well bang on about this. Porco Rosso is based in, partly in Croatia, mm-hmm. um, which was part of Yugoslavia, and uh, and partly in Italy. Yeah. Um, and and it's across that sort of like that stretch of sea um, between Italy and, and um, Croatia. Mm. Um, and there's like, if you look at the map, it's Fucking loads and loads of little islands in that that make up like Croatia. Yeah. Apart from like the main landmass, there's like tons and tons of little islands. And uh, looking at that opens up my kind of mind, thinking about like what what's gone into Porco Rosso and like seeing like the all the little islands that he's you know like that's they're flying around and and what that scene is. It is so clever, man. Mm. So it's so detailed. Anyway, we should get into this, shouldn't we? (laughs) All right. Porco Rosso, a 1992 fantasy magical realism film in Italy in the 1930s, sky pirates in biplanes terrorized wealthy, wealthy cruise ships as they sailed the Adriatic Sea. The only pilot brave enough to stop the scourge is the mysterious Porco Rosso, a former World War One flying ace who was somehow turned into a pig during the war. Now, this is Ghibli back on form for me, yeah? Um, yeah, I yeah. I was smiling within the first like thirty seconds. I had like a warm, bubbly feeling about this movie. Yeah. right from yeah. the get go. Um, I am giving. Well, they movie. they crack it off straight away, don't they? Like yeah. straight into the action. Him saving all those little girls on the boat. From, yes. from the pirates, and all the pirates are like characterized with like slightly ugly faces, and and he's there, this sleuth, but sleuth that looks like a pig. Mm. Yes, yeah, definitely hey. straight away with that kind of like magical feel again, isn't yeah. it? Um, yeah, so I'm going to give it to five toros. I really enjoyed the movie. Holy fuck, I man. Had, That's like I, mega. <laughs> I had so much fun with it. I love yeah. the like, I, like again, I'm not the the most film expert, but I feel like it was like a like 1970s feel to it. Like mm, mm. it had that drama, like bit of mystery, like the way certain angles were shot, the way he was smoking his, cig- his cigarette. You know, like mm. he was in the bar. It had that like old timey feel to the to it. Um, yeah, I loved the, the like growing up. I had a friend who was fascinated by planes and war planes. So like we oh, used, yeah. in, in the playground, we used to like have, pretend that we we're having dog fights and stuff like that. So it kind of made me remember my childhood, and I was just like. I used to really dig old school warplanes, like the Spitfires and, and, and yep. shit like that. So to see a uh, anime that was kind of re- replicating some of the aspect to it. And then the ending alone, I'm not going to spoil it, but the end, the ending alone was just so fun and just 
had me mm. laughing and just it was just really mm. entertaining. Mm. Um, yeah, so what's your surface views and uh, rating of this movie? So I, I wouldn't have given it quite such a high rating. I mm. think I've got like in terms of like what I'd think as uh, absolutely amazing movies, there's other movies that, that mm. pick this one. Mm. Um, so I can't give it a five, mm. um, but I still had an awesome amount of fun. Um, it, it initially it was a bit of a struggle for me to get into it. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, just, just because it was, I think I found it a little bit too, too cartoony, almost too kind of like, um, comp too, too basic almost. But then, it almost as with all of these movies, you just have to readjust your mind a little bit to sort of like what, um, and sort of sit back into the style that they're using. So, you know, like coming from only yesterday to going to Porco Rosso, vastly different style yeah. of like animating. Um, and they're in this, in Porco Rosso, they're really relishing the kind of like the, the historical, um, aviation kind of like element of it, aren't they? They're really, they flesh the shit out of that. Um, and again, the, the more I researched it, the more I appreciated the bits that they put into it and enjoyed the story. Um, so I'm going to give this a four, Tote Rose out of five. I, w- I wouldn't say it's like the best. It started off being a three, yeah, but it, it crept up to a four. Um, and again, you're right. It, it finished in su- on such a bang. It was such yeah. a fun I think, I think that's uh, what movie made, by that, the end of it. I think that's what put, made me push it over the edge. And I think what, mm. what I also <laughs> like here is that we don't get a full-on conclusion. And I think mm. that just adds an extra mystical element about it. It would have been... All right, we're, we're going to go into spoilers a little bit. We're going to go into spoilers. Yeah. So if you haven't seen this film, stop and go watch it and then come back to it. So I like the fact that we literally only got five seconds of Porco Rosso as a human being. And at the end yeah. of the movie, yeah. when he leaves, it's teased... Yeah that he's reverted back to being a human, but we never yep. see it. And also yep. we never, yeah, we never see him again. And we never get yep. like a reveal to um, the girl who I've already forgotten her name. We don't ever- Oh, she's called Gina. No, not Gina, the, the young one. Oh, Theo. Theo, Theo that's yeah. it. And then we never get him like going, like it would have been so easy for them to do, you know, he's ridden off to the sunset and later on we get a scene where Gina's sitting in the garden and then we see like a guy walking up to Gina and then we see them kiss and we see his face for the first well, time. Dude, uh, you got to go and watch this again because what? there is a, there is a spoiler in there. There is a, an Easter egg in there. So if you go back and watch the end credits, yeah. where it's showing it's, it's got a little bit of a monologue saying what she, what Theo went off to do. Yeah. I um, saw that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, if you then, look, there's a there's a bit where it's like really high up in the in the air, and they go past the, the you see right down in the in the um oh what do you call it in in the distance is Gina's Island with her restaurant on it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. there is a little red plane parked in the corner. I didn't see that. I see. I saw the end yeah. at the very end where there's a red plane flying away yeah well it's I, I shit you not it's there is um if you look really hard there's a little red plane yeah parked up next to the islands there when they're talking about it so he blatantly went back okay to see her and, okay i'm gonna have to go back yeah. i'm definitely gonna have to go back and see that because again yeah. even though they, like again for them to even just do that 
and not show it like blatantly, I think it's excellent mm. because I've, at the, the movie end, I saw the end credits playing. I like fast forward the end credits to see if there's any like, like a, a mm. post credit scene. And the post credit yep. scene I saw was just literally the red plane flying away. And I was just yeah. like, that is amazing. They didn't show him as human. Yeah. They didn't show him going yeah. back to Gina. You know, we never got that conclusion. So I will now go back and watch that last bit and watch the end, um, the like little closing credit scene Into to it, see yeah. if I can see Dude, it. Again, this is, this is why it crept up to me. It crept up to me before because I, me, it, it made me want to go back. I was like, hold on. I've got questions now. And then uh, I need to kind of go back and just see like, did they explain this or not? And then just seeing that, like finding that little red plane, I was like, yes, well, that's awesome. That's a great little kind of like hint. Great little kind of like nod to like, if you look hard, you're going to find cool stuff. Yeah. Mm. Um, what else did I, what did I like? Um, mm, I was going to say like, um, this, this was almost, this movie almost didn't happen. Yeah. Um, because, uh, it was like really pushed by Japanese airways. It's going to be one of their kind of like in flight movies, movies again. Yeah. Um, and then the Yugoslavia war happened in i think the 90s um late 80s early 90s and um because it was set in croatia it was quite controversial and it was going to be a lot more light-hearted yeah um whereas this now that because of the yugoslavia war it had a lot more kind of like relevance to to the you know what was actually going on yeah so um thankfully it actually got did get released which was pretty cool um this movie, I think, apparently is like one of the only Ghibli movies that's based on like real life. So like um, our world, basically, yeah. you know, like this is this is set between World War One and World War Two. And uh, they're, you know, like it, most of the other ones are, are like fancy. Yeah. You know, it's set in maybe Japan somewhere, but could be anywhere in Japan or whatever, yeah. you know, or any any time in Japan. This is specifically based on like historical events. Yeah. The era between um, World War One, World War Two, the rise of fascism. They talk about fascism in this quite yeah. a lot. You know, like the Italy being um, under fascist rule and and Porco Rosso not wanting to go and fight for the Italian government. Yeah. Um, so it was like hugely, hugely political. Uh, they, they, watching it back, there's just like they're littering this movie with historical references yeah. and you know, like stuff about you know what stuff that's happened um and i'll i'll get into it in a bit about like uh the kind of a, the wider message that this movie has got because this is a fun little movie yeah but there is a very very like like poignant message behind this i actually quite there's a couple of poignant messages that they're talking about that they and and this is again like what ghibli movies do each time they're just like they'll tell you a nice story, but then behind it all, there's actually like hidden messages going on the whole time. Mm. Um, but I'm trying to think of other fun stuff I liked. I love the bit where he goes to um, get his plane fixed and um, he meets Fio and yeah. she's like, I'm going to build your plane for you. And, and then they're, they're all in recession. They've got like no money and everything. So they just go and get all the women to come and build it for yeah. him. And he's just like, what the fuck's going on? I think <laughs> what, what I enjoyed about that is that like, in a sense, this came out in 92. I think like Ghibli was a bit ahead of his time in terms of like slightly touching upon social issues. Cause obviously like, you mm. know, he made the, the aspect that like he initially didn't want Fulo to fix his plane because like she was a, she was a girl. 
and yeah. and you yeah. know like generally engineering and all that stuff there is generally a, a male dominated industry yeah. so to, to then have her do the plane and then for um all the women like you know his his brother-in-law's wife and then all his son's mm. wife and then their grandkids and stuff literally literally the entire other than the engine the entire plane was built by women and I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. I, I really liked yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and I also liked the fact that um, on the engine, it had Ghibli written on the engine. I know. And, I and like, that's oh, actually a real thing, apparently. There is actually, like, it's not just like a shout out to Ghibli, the Studio Ghibli. Yeah. There is like actually, a t- I think it's a type of plane called the Ghibli or, or, t- or a manufacturer called Ghibli. Okay. Yeah, which is another another like little hint that's like where they're taking like real real stuff and actually putting it in there and like you could look at it and go oh yeah and I said not to to the the movie but they're actually then pulling that from like real real names and stuff. Yeah. So for instance, like Curtis, who's the uh, the leader of the pirates, yeah. is that you know like who who who's trying to woo Gina. Um, Curtis is actually the name of a real life aircraft manufacturer. Mm. so it's another little kind of like That's nod it. to the fact that yeah it's fucking cool isn't it so um uh you know as well like the the whole kind of like the when it's set between world war one and world war two all the, a lot of people like um a lot of men um in world war one died mm. um and they were obviously they they left their jobs um to go and fight in world war one yeah um and that left a bit of a vacuum and consequently um a lot of women then started actually doing jobs that were men's jobs. So, you know, carpentry, ammunition, you know, all those kinds of stuff. So what we're seeing here in this movie is actually like them acknowledging that, you know, like that historical event where women started doing a lot more kind of like masculine jobs uh, or, or jobs that were done by men previously, just through the natural um, like cause of, of the war, the World War One. Mm. Um, so consequently, they're you know like they're able to build the the plane perfectly, you know, just as good as men because they're all skilled. They've all probably been working um, for the last ten years since yeah. like World War One, you know, doing doing all these men's like men jobs, mm. you know, which is cool. Um, uh, what was I going to say? There was another bit about this. So um, I, I just the, like sorry, I just go yeah. back to the beginning since we kind of dropped all the way to the end, yeah, but like. The, oh yeah, the no, kids yeah. were Sorry, just amazing. Yeah. Like the fact that like they were just excited and carefree. Like you know they saw Paris, they're like oh my gosh, Paris, yay! And then when they were getting yeah. kid, when they were getting kidnapped, they're just like oh this is so cool. We're kind of adventure. I was like, do you know what? Yeah, they're really not grasping the the severity of the situation that they're in. And like when the mm. plane sinks, they were just like, well we're all part of the swimming team, so let's just go out and swim. I was just like, I was just cracking up. Like I was I was just laughing my head off, man. Like mm. again. Mm. After, like I said, like the bad taste of my mouth that only yesterday left me to have such a, 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 a very great opening with like humor, action from the beginning. Mm. Um, it just made me smile and it like literally I started grinning. I was like, yes. I was like, this is a Ghibli movie. This is how a Ghibli movie should make you feel. And yeah, no. And they, re- they really fleshed out all of the, the kind of like um, aeroplane. Mm scenes didn't they where you see it like taking off or flying around and all the tricks that they did uh, absolutely brilliant I'm, I'm no kind of like plane connoisseur 
but like I could see that they'd uh, done a bloody good job of like including all the detail that they they would have had uh, so much detail on those planes wasn't mm. it fuck it's beautiful absolutely beautiful uh yeah man uh I just had so much fun with this movie like I just thought it was awesome in it um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was um there was a bit um ah uh, what was it so the the bit about him being a pig right mm-hmm. my initial watch of this i was kind of a bit like meh yeah I, I wanted a bit more magic you know like they literally just gave you the little hint of the fact that like he was a pig and he'd been cursed and someone some somehow had been cursed and yeah. now now he's a pig now he looks like a pig and then uh, by the the more I looked into it, the more I kind of like let it sink in. The more I realised that actually that that magical element, it's there to kind of like provide you with a bit of like interest. Mm. But it's really like it's it's a minor side of things. It's yeah. it's actually more of a metaphor about like uh, him and um, and humanity almost as well. Mm-hmm. So um, my first kind of like like take on this was um is a hint about what men were like that in those days so if you look back in history and about back at sort of like comedy back then it was hugely sexist and, yeah. and you know women were kind of downtrodden and treat like shit and everything like that and mm-hmm. he was almost like recognizing that in him that he was a like a sexist pig yeah and that that was why he would had looked looked like why he looked like a pig and he almost kind of was acknowledging it and just accepting the curse. But then I kind of like went back and looked at it again. And I had like that scene where he, he goes into his memory of, of when he became a pig. Um, and it was him going, he, he was flying with the squadron and they got shot that the, the whole of his squadron got killed yeah. except for him. Mm-hmm. And he felt like hugely guilty for yeah. not like saving them. And then he sees that like trail Vapor trail in the sky, and he goes up to it, and it's full of like planes of yeah. people who had died. And it was, it was um, the fact that like he was talking about how like if it weren't for the fact like the army was so like in need of pilots and that it was mm. his, it was his best friend's wedding like two days ago. Like and mm. if anything, they would have been on like annual leave so like his friend could enjoy the honeymoon, and you know he could like have enjoyed himself more at yeah. a party and stuff like that. And it was just like it was kind of touching when he was just like. Like take me instead, in it, but you know, in those situations, yeah. like it is what it is. It's like whoever survives is just fortunate, in it. Sometimes, in in those situations, there, like where the planes weren't exactly the strongest, like the parachutes and mm. that weren't all the best. Like you know, in a dogfight, y- you could be lucky if you did survive. And it was just, I just really mm. liked that as well. I just thought it was really cool. Yeah, well, and that was quite, that was probably the humblest part of the movie, wasn't it? You know, like it, it was very lighthearted through a lot yeah. of it, but actually this bit was really quite kind of like, quite, quite sad. And, um, um, this is definitely, if you then start turning this into a metaphor, this is his kind of like, well, Miyazaki or whoever, you know, like this is Studio Ghibli's like look at, humanity as a whole Mm -hmm. and if you think about what happened in first world war and in second world war as well Mm -hmm. um you know we ended up fighting each other um and you know for because of like governments and nations not not being into able to interact probably the majority of the world just didn't want to actually fight 
Yeah. You know, it was the it was the in, the establishments that were the ones that were fighting. And okay, Second World War was way more driven by yeah. like, you know, the, the Nazis, but the First World War was definitely just a like in like establishment kind of like like all that kind of like um like agreements between different countries um and and this sort of like fragile kind of like um state of play that was going on between all you know like all these different like countries around Europe and around the rest of the world mm. it the majority if you actually looked at the majority of people they probably just wanted to live their lives and be happy yeah. <laughs> and i think this is it this is a little poke at that saying you know like um he recognizes that he's he's a pig and that's what like that's what the sort of like the the world is like yeah. and it's men generally who have been making these decisions and um if you look at like the way that the dispute was was fixed so mm. when they get it goes back there they go back to the island Theo yeah. and him go back to the secret island and then the pirates ambush him yeah. and capture him and then they're about to kill him and they're you know they're about to go about it in a really gruesome way mm-hmm. and like destroy everything going to destroy the plane yeah and Theo's like no 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 don't destroy it come on don't destroy it Tell you what, here's a like let's negotiate. Here's let's do like a a bargain, and and eventually she solves it by just having two single people have like a uh, a fight. Yeah. Um, instead of all of them, you know, instead of the plane getting destroyed and all of them like going down, and you know, like a lot more people would got hurt and a lot more stuff would have been destroyed if she hadn't stepped in there. Mm. And that was, I think, that's them saying, you know, like women often can have like a. A different perspective on yeah. it um and again it's really promoting women as being like yeah just as capable as men if not more capable as men definitely it's great it's a great nod to to that kind oh, of, you know like 100%. how much sexism there was in the past and how you know things need to be fixed and how we just have to look and be grown up and be sensible to not like end up destroying everything yeah yeah i love that Love that. Yeah, no, that's good. I, I, I'm just wondering, are we gonna get a movie where we like both agree on? Because I don't think we've uh, had a ratings <laughs> that have matched so far. Um, <laughs> Isn't this the beauty of it? Though? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, that that, 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 is, that like, is very uh, true. I can almost guarantee that some of the ones in the second like um, batch of movies, uh, batch of movies, that we're gonna be agreeing on because yeah. there's some real blinders in that one. Oh, in no, that definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah uh, so what else was I going to say, say about this? Uh, I can't think of anything else really, apart no. from the fact that it was uh, uh, a lot of fun, wasn't it? Oh yeah, um, Porco Rosso is referenced in a load of other movies as well. Well, two other movies. Okay. So Ocean Waves, which is the next one we're going to watch. Nice. Um, there's a poster of with Porco, Ro- Porco Rosso on it. Nice, you know? nice. Okay. So that's going to be like. A little Keep your Easter eyes egg. That. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> yeah. will be. I'm literally going to go upstairs like right now and watch the end credits again just to, yeah. s- to see that moment. Um, um, there's also in Whisper of the Heart, mm-hmm. um, there is a grandfather clock with Porco Rosso written on it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so what was the name of our next movie? Uh, Ocean Waves. Ocean Waves. All right. Guys, um, thank you for enjoying. Let me try that one again. Guys, thank you for listening. (laughs) I hope you've enjoyed another episode of the Ghibli Files, uh, and we shall be with you uh, next week, Tuesday or Wednesday. 
um most likely tuesday um that i'll be dropping these episodes um thank you for listening stevie say bye to the people bye people all right guys bye bye now ちばたでねむったことをあってねどこにも行けないみんなでお金はなくてもなんとか生きてさ貧しさが明日を運んだ小さな下宿屋に行く人も押しかけ朝まで騒いで眠った嵐のように毎日が燃えていた息が切れるまで走ったそうだね前の凍った写真をご覧よ髭面の男は君だねどこにいるのか今ではわからない友達も幾人かいるけどあの日のすべてが虚しいものだと それは誰にも言えない今でも同じように見果てぬ夢を描いて走り続けているよねどこかで<笑>